0: okay yeah when I started we are in question uh, 18 and 19 okay mm-hmm. so uh, by, by way of review okay let me uh, uh, tell you about my journey up to this far in our study when I started reading and studying the uh, catechism I approached it by You know, by default, I was looking at it from a theological point of view, you know, doctrinal, meaning teaching, uh, point of view, uh, which means that. Thank you, very. I was a student of it, right, and uh, for the sake of, I guess, personal enrichment, and also uh, that I may become a better Christian, a better follower. So, by default, that's how I approach my studies. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, if I have to teach, of course, I have to brace for, uh, for uh, questions and answers. <laughs> but for the most part, I enjoy my study. But lately, I've been reading it with the lens for, uh, for evangelism, okay? I don't know how, it just came about. I was looking at it from sort of an apolog- apologist, defending the faith, and also from a, missional, um, a missionary point of view. You know How can I share the love of Christ uh, to, to unbelievers? And it's been lately going that way. So I find myself wondering how I may use these truths in the way they were organized, how they were organized in the Catechism uh, to drive people to the Lordship of Christ. So I just wanted to say that in the hope that it may help you gain some perspective of uh, studying Catechism. Right? So, question 18. Can somebody uh, read question 18 and the answers? Mm -hmm. The answer? And uh, somebody uh, also read through the scriptures uh, or or scriptural references in there. Assistant. And
1: who is that
0: mediator? both very God and very perfectly a just man. The answer is even our Lord Jesus Christ, who was made to us of God's wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Okay. Can we read Matthew one twenty three. Okay. One twenty-three. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us, okay. Luke 2, 11. Okay. For unto you is born the see of David the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Christ the Lord, right. John fourteen sixteen. Uh, Fourteen, sixteen. 19. First Timothy two five. I like that one. Got it. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. The man Christ Jesus. First Timothy three sixteen. Uh, great indeed, we confess is the mystery of godliness. By the Spirit, seen by angels, claimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. Believed in the world, taken up in glory. 1 Corinthians 1 30. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. Okay, all this is, is the attestation that there is a mediator, okay? And the answer to the question, it is the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Now that, you know, the progress that we have in studying the Catechism, we have established the source of, in the beginning, the first section is that we have established the source of the misery of man, you know, sin. And uh, there is a charge against us. We developed that through the, the questions, and we also identified what it would take in the past couple of sessions, I think a couple of Sundays, we established that uh, or identified what it would take to get us out of our misery, okay, based on the ordained, uh, uh in the order of things by God, required by His just, yeah, by, required by His justice. Justice is the operative word there. Hone in, it, you know, charge justice. So we established that there is sort of a forensic perspective on things, okay? how, how lawyers and, and judges would approach uh, the predicament that we have. And if you will, we have laid out the blueprint of the solution, the blueprint of the solution. And uh, up to this point, uh, if you just Particularly studying the catechism. We don't know yet the particulars. Okay? We, have, we have of course because of our uh, study and the way we've been uh, 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 studying the scripture to our lives we know about Jesus Christ. But if you follow the progress of the questions up to this point, is we don't know the particulars, particulars yet. We, ha- we have the misery, we have the sin, we have the charge before us. And uh, in finding solution about this charge, how can we vindicate ourselves? We were faced with uh, a solution, a possible, this general solution. There must be something we can do. There must be some solution out there. To, uh we identified uh in my last lesson about two Sundays ago that two possible things that we can satisfy uh our creator God uh that we can be vindicated one is that we can follow uh the law perfectly right if we do that then we're okay and the other one if we can't follow the laws or the uh, uh, live our lives perfectly according to the will of God is to live through or to go through the punishment and come out uh, come out of that you know uh, satisfying the sentence that was given the given us so those are two possible things how can how we can be vindicated so <clears throat> We learned the indictment against man that he he failed to follow the commands of God perfectly and that the consequence is punishment. It's conceivable that man may attempt to try again at following God's command again and again, but he will always fail. Such is the nature of the curse that we live in. So the next best thing is through the punishment and come out of it somehow. So, since uh, the first option is proved to be impossible for us, so we entertain the second option. Okay. The question is: Can man come out of the punishment and live out the rest, the rest of eternity? I guess. Okay, and our answer is: is no. We can't merely as man, merely as creature. We can't. So, how then? How then? Are we do there must be something there must be some how uh, we can solve this problem so that's kind of the the thinking of, of this uh, progression that we have in catechism and uh, uh, the uh, the progression is yeah if we can find something if we can find somehow that can satisfy these two uh, challenges that we have right live perfectly and Survive or live through the punishment that God has, has, uh, has ordained for such a violation, right? So, is there someone out there that can fulfill these scenarios? Maybe there is someone. What would this someone be like, okay, that can satisfy these requirements based on the challenges that we face? One is he has to be man, okay, we are, I think uh, I wasn't here last Sunday, but we might have established that. And he has to be God, I think that was last Sunday, it was uh, good. So by way of review, <laughs> why must he be a man, or why must he be uh, God? That's not a rhetorical question. Review. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't here. He must be a man, because we are men, and we are the ones who are alienated from God. He must be God on to reconcile us to God. Yeah. Yeah. He must be man, because it was man who sinned, right? It was man who violated, so he must represent man. And, in all aspects of, uh, of, of humanity. That's good. Okay, why must he be God? Because we need to be reconciled to God. But there's another point there, why must he God? Okay, go ahead, Michelle. He has to be God because he had to be able to bear the infinite punishment for our sins which deserve Yeah, right on the nose. Who can survive? Who can live through? Okay, the punishment required to satisfy uh, God's uh, decree on that. Right, you are to die—physical, spiritual death, temporal death—as well as eternal. uh, But then come out, come out of that. Right, and conquer death. So those are two good points. So there we go. So we're finding the solution. I'm just doing this illustration so we can follow the catechism, uh, perhaps the way it was meant to be. Okay. So we have the solution. He has to be man to represent us, otherwise we will not be saved. He might be saved, Okay. or he might be able to atone for, he, he didn't have sin, but let's put it out there but he we might, we might not be represented there that we can't go along with him whatever he does okay and the other one is okay if we are to sacrifice ourselves we might not come out of that and will permanently be dead okay so those are the scenarios now that we are facing as we try to solve uh, this problem um, so, Question is, who would that be? Okay, so this is why this question is: It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. So, um, can you read that? That's too long. That's too small. But I, I can read it. So this is out of the commentary uh, from uh, Orsinus uh, book, Commentary of the Orthodox of Eidelberg Catechism. He sort of summarizes it here. Since then we are not able to of ourselves to make satisfaction to God for our sins, but must have some other satisfier or mediator in our place, we must inquire further. What sort of a deliverer must he be? To this he may reply that he must of necessity be merely a creature or merely God or both. A mere creature, however, he cannot be for the reasons already assigned. Merely God he could not be because man and not God had sinned. And also because it was necessary for the mediator to suffer and die for the sins of man. But God in himself can neither suffer nor die. It follows, therefore, that such a mediator is required who is both God and man. Okay? So, we have this requirement of our Savior. He must be man and he must be uh, God as well. So there is no other but Jesus Christ. And these are the following considerations that we have to discuss today. There is no other but Jesus Christ. So if he must be God, he must be God, right? We know God as triune God. So we only have three. Careful here. Okay. Possible answers, <laughs> okay, <laughs> to be saved, okay? One God, okay, three persons, okay, this is, uh, this is sort of a little study on the Trinity. The roles of the distinct persons in the Trinity. So Ephemus God, I'm just gonna say it with, with caution, which one, right? Uh, which one of the distinct persons? So this is what uh, the consideration is. There can only be three, cho- uh, three choices. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Because He must be God, right? So this is what the, uh, uh, this is all about. <clears throat> so, um, based on, this, on their role, God the Father could not be the mediator because he does not work through himself but he works through the son okay, and the and the Holy Spirit neither is the father the messenger he' the uh, because he is by no one uh, he himself he is the one who sends the mediator so how can he be the mediator okay so this is kind of play not a play but uh, 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 holding in in the logic behind uh, this idea nor could the Holy Spirit be the mediator because he was to be sent the Holy Spirit is going to be sent by the mediator so how can the Holy Spirit be the mediator when he was sent by the mediator so this is just exposition of how or, or sinus arrived to the to this logic so therefore by process of elimination it is only the Sun who is gonna be the mediator okay does that make sense it's just a a logical way of thinking through it so another one is why should it be Jesus Christ since he is the son um, it was necessary sort of uh, to to confer to the people whom he will save the sonship that we will eventually uh, get as well. So it was uh, sort of follows that uh, as the son, the, the people that he will save become sons of God. So it had to be the son to be the mediator. Okay. He said it this way. It was necessary that the mediator should have that which it became him to confer upon us. Okay, it became him now to confer, confer upon us the right and title of the sons of God, which he, which we had forfeited. That is, it became him to bring it to pass that God might, for His Son's sake, for Jesus' sake, adopt us. As his children. So. <clears throat> uh, by way of that relationship. Son to the father. Okay. Uh, it was necessary. For 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 the son. To be the mediator. Because uh, the benefit to us. Is that we will become sons. Of God as well. Okay, Does that make sense? Okay. <clears throat> the third one is. Uh. As a mediator, he is the peacemaker, Okay, the ambassador. He is appointed to be revealed. So operative word here, he was appointed. Okay. The son alone is the word. He is the ambassador he, uh, of the father. He is the peacemaker. He was sent to the human race to reveal, as an ambassador, right, to reveal God's will to, to us, to the people. How? How will this uh, transaction take place? How will this saving, you know, if you are a mediator, there's a process going on, right? How will this take place? So as a mediator, he, he was the messenger to tell us how will we be saved. Okay, so, so see, since he be, comes from the Father, it, was, uh, it, was, it goes that he will be the mediator and uh, reveal to us how this is going to be done. The scriptures for this reason uh, has says all things were made by son. The mediator was also to be the messenger and the peacemaker between God and us and to regenerate us by the Holy Spirit. Therefore the son alone is the mediator. So there's the appointed process as well as the appointed uh, person who will Mediate for these things, okay? So it belongs to the mediator to send immediately the Holy Spirit, but it is the Son alone who does sends the Holy Spirit. This is for point number four. It is through the Son that the Holy Spirit come who applies the benefit of Christ unto us, okay? So there is that connection. That connection has to happen. Otherwise, we will not be in it. We will not be in it in the process. So, the Son sends the Spirit immediately. And uh, as the Father himself declares in John 15, 26, Whom I will send unto you from the Father. So, all this to say is that it is Jesus Christ who, who fulfills this requirement. Another one point, which I group under number five, is that he is proven, proven to be the mediator based on the Old Testament, his life, and his works. Okay, these are proof that he was the uh, appointed one because of the history, of how the history revealed Christ, and how the history revealed that process of uh, reconciliation to, to God, so that's a lot of proof and testimony that He is the One. Okay. He became the mediator to suffer and die, but it was not possible for any of the persons of the Godhead to suffer and die except the Son, who assumed the human nature. Okay. To suffer and die, human nature. So there's that equation there. God was manifested in the flesh, Christ was put to death in the flesh. And therefore, the son is the mediator another proof in the in the history that uh, the old testament account of the prophecies uh, and they were fulfilled in the new testament if you were here well back uh, when i sermon i have an outline i have a uh, a a table of all uh, the uh, not all but majority of uh, uh, the accounts were uh, the messiah was uh, alluded to or identified in the Old Testament and the fulfillment, uh, the corresponding fulfillment, uh, maybe it was quoted by uh, one of the apostles or uh, revealed to us in the scripture going back uh, into the Old Testament. Okay, And if you want that, I still have that, by the way. It's out there, there's a a few of that in the internet, Uh, just go to a reputable website of course the works and miracles of christ establishes claim to the office of mediator as well okay the miracles and the works of christ all this could not have been attributed to anyone else okay uh but the mediator uh, we've witnessed them as we read through the new testament and as we progress to the narrative of of christ's work from his birth all the way to the resurrection. So this all attests that it is it is Jesus Christ who will do uh, who will be able to perform and uh, the role. So the miracles, uh, clear testimonies of the scripture. Uh, okay. We've read through them. Uh, so Okay. So um, yes, he is he is the one. Now um, uh, it probably uh, benefit us to give a couple uh, of discussion on the doctrine of the mediator here. The doctrine of mediator, which is intimately connected with the glory of God and our comfort, must be carefully considered for the following uh, reasons. One, that we may acknowledge and magnify the mercy of God in that he has given his son to be our mediator and to be made a sacrifice for our sins. Two, that we may know God to be just inasmuch as the he would not out of his clemency, pardon sin, but was so greatly displeased therewith that he would not remit it, except satisfaction were made by the death of his son, and that we may be assured of eternal life in having a mediator who is both willing and able to grant it unto us. Okay. For, this is, uh, uh, if we look at the mediator, we looked at the, the mediator as his role between us and God as uh, a way to reconcile us back to God. But this is a way also a perspective to look at the mediator it, with respect to the glory of God in the saving of his people, okay, that we may acknowledge and magnify the mercy of God, uh, that we may know God to be just in as much as. Uh, out of his clemency, uh, out of his clemency, pardon sin, he would not. Okay, clemency is a sort of a uh, minimizing the punishment, okay, minimizing the the, sen- the sentence uh, in a way that uh, uh, it will not. Um, it's be, it benefits the uh, the recipient of the uh, of the clemency, but it doesn't satisfy so much as the justice of God. Okay, that is required. De- uh, death ha- has to be uh, imposed as a, as the punishment, and uh, so that is uh, that will reveal the glory of God in his justice. I'm to say that rightly. Um, uh, it's like we see the justice of God uh, as a consequence to us, okay? And we tremble at the justice of God, but there's a perspective that we should see the justice of God in connection to his glory, okay? That's what he's saying here. We should not fear the justice of God. If we are uh, honest to ourselves and if we know uh, God for who He is, the justice of God reveals His glory, especially in the face of the saving grace that we got from our Lord Jesus Christ. Meaning, He did not forego His justice. But even then, we are uh, uh, justified. Okay, we are free of guilt. How does that happen, right? How does that happen? Okay. We are punished, but then uh, we are brought to his glory as well. So, uh, there is a mystery there, but there is also a clear, clear connection between uh, our glorification uh, in the eyes of God, and that connection is jesus christ if it's not there jesus christ is not the mediator the way uh, he is as god and the way he is as man then uh, there will be a disconnect okay so <clears throat> that we may be assured of eternal life in having a mediator who is both willing and able to grant it unto us okay some scriptural reference uh, that will uh, probably serve us both in our hearts and our minds uh, in all of those things it's john 6 39 says this is the will of him that sent me that everyone which sees the Son and believe it on him may have everlasting life and i will raise him up at the last day again okay jesus christ as the mediator as the only one and then Luke 24, 47, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in His name, in the name of Jesus Christ, among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. There is good news. Okay? This can be done. There is a solution to this problem. And then John 1:17, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth come by Jesus Christ. Okay, the law revealed to us our problems. Okay. And then out of that law, it magnifies, shines the light on the solution who is Jesus Christ and the grace of God. Right. You see how Jesus Christ unlocks all of that, unlocks the glory of God uh, as he revealed it uh, in throughout the history. If without Christ and his role as a mediator, as his saving grace, people are stuck in this justice as a trembling thing, right? And we're stuck in that idea that we must satisfy God or else, okay? Or die. Of Christ is an absolute sent fear and trembling of the justice of God and all that it means. But then as a Christian, there there is this worship because it's 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 another aspect of who he is that we love, right? And and we know that he's faithful and worthy of praise on account for it. But what it shows is there's a change in us that produces, right? It requires a new heart, it requires a new relationship that comes through a mediator. Right. Yeah, yeah 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 all this is ordained you know this story I was looking at it this might be a segue but it was just it somehow when I was studying it, it, just reminded me of the story of Esther you know this Esther uh, the king there was kind of sort of a trap because of the decree that all Jews uh, must must die he he didn't know Haman all, signed all this all these things but then he's stuck he can't rescind his his order right he couldn't rescind his order how and then uh his, his wife then esther appealed to him so how, how how can you solve this problem and he he didn't he wanted to please uh esther and and free the jews from this predicament how would you do it but he gave the order for 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 this for all the Jews to be decimated so there was a way out he gave another order that the Jews may defend themselves meaning he didn't uh, he didn't rescind the just uh, his order and that justice still served by giving another order that would solve the problem okay it's, it's not a straightforward one-to-one illustration there, but it tells you that justice was preserved by giving another way to, uh, to, to make things right. Does that make sense? Make things right. Anyway, <clears throat> move on to question 19. So how do we know this? From what source do you know this? So we're progressing now. We, 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 we saw the problem, okay, the misery. We're finding comfort for that misery. And we saw the requirements. We saw the charges against us. We saw the possible solution. So this is what we have to do. We bring, so we, this is what we have to do to solve this problem. And we identified the requirements of this, this person or this, this uh, hero. That will save us. It must be both man and God. Okay? And then we identified Jesus Christ is this appointed person. Okay? Because of all these reasons that we discussed before. Now, how do we know that this is true? How do we know this? Okay? So that's question 19. Uh, Yeah, I'm just going to read it. for sake of time, from what source do you know this answer out of the gospel? okay, The gospel which God first made known in paradise and afterwards did it spread it abroad by the patriarchs and prophets, shadowed it by sacrifices and other ceremonies of the law and lastly accomplished it by his only begotten son, Christ Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay? So you see the aspect of that the aspect of gospel there, where it was working. Not just in the uh, uh, in the particular time where Jesus was in this world, and particularly on the cross, but it was working out throughout throughout history there. Okay, uh, it was uh, made known. In paradise so what is he talking about there just Genesis 315 and it worked itself out uh, through the uh, prophets and to the patriarchs and then uh, it was sort of uh, uh, showed uh, the uh, sort of if I may use the word blueprint again through shadows okay through shadows of how this will pan out, and then finally it reveals itself, itself uh, clearly through the Son, uh, through Christ Jesus our, our Lord. So if we can read, uh, just let's do uh, uh, Genesis, we got through Genesis 3.15. Okay, let's get to Genesis 22.18. Somebody read that. shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice okay so we're just pointing out the progression of, of this revelation unto us so uh, Genesis 49 10 11. Prophecies in there. Uh, let's jump to John five forty six. Let's let us see John five forty-six. Read it. Go ahead. If you believe Moses, you will believe me. For he, for he wrote of me. If you believe Moses, you believe me, for he wrote of me. Okay, and then uh, we'll just jump to Romans uh, 10, 4. For Christ is the end of the law of righteousness to everyone who believes. Righteousness. So there's that connection to the law that shined the light, okay, on uh, our predicament. And also the solution that that connection that we have so the gospel message reveals this to us and not just in one instance but the story of uh, of Jesus throughout the history so uh, to summarize all that the truth of the gospel appears from the testimony of the Holy Spirit from the prophecies which were uttered by the prophets from the fulfillment of these prophecies which took place under the New Testament uh, era, from the miracles by which the doctrine of the gospel was confirmed by the testimony of the gospel itself, because it alone shows the way of escape from sin and ministers solid comfort to the wounded conscience, meaning there is no other way. Okay. Uh, You know, when I was looking at this, it uh, led me to uh, a study, quick study of the worldview, the problem of evil and the solution of that evil. And if you're with me here, uh, that's what we were trying to do. And uh, I looked at different religion of how they address the problem of evil and the solution they come up with. And I don't know if I have bias, but I was trying to look uh, to, to to study them objectively, and uh, I just can't see how they can solve the problem of evil without this idea of uh, God, okay, preparing a savior and satisfying the requirements of the charge against us and the requirement of this savior. There's nothing out there that I haven't seen. I don't know about your own studies of different religion, but brings Christianity unique. To lump us as Christianity to, with other religion as just another way of life is just the blind uh, uh, representing Christianity, okay? So, and I, I've seen uh, also in Wikipedia just a misrepresentation of what Christianity is. It's just not there. Try it, try it yourself. I have them here in my bookmarks, but it's just like. But what it does to me is that it confirms the testimony, uh, or or God's revelation unto us that this is the truth. Okay, they can't grasp this. They can represent Christianity their own way, but it it is not. It escapes us. So we are very privileged. Touched by the Holy Spirit in the hearts that we are able to understand these things, okay? That's my, 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 my bet there. So of the mediator, so look at two things here. So as a mediator, you're trying to reconcile two parties in opposition, right? And uh, in worldly uh, way of mediating, you have people quarreling. As a mediator, you try to establish, prepare them to reconcile as a mediator. Let's say it could be a business transaction. It could be even a church conflict. You can can employ a mediator if you you come to that uh, process. If all things probably internally, you cannot solve this problem. You reach out to a mediator, maybe external from the church, and try to solve it. What the mediator does is try to uh, come up with a goal towards reconciliation. He talks to the uh, offended party, each one, what does it take for you to be satisfied? And so we can come to a peaceful agreement and you can walk forward and have a working relationship. Okay? So that's sort of in a you nutshell, know, what a mediator does. Okay, so, but that falls short of what Christ does. He, he does more than things and he, he does eternal things and he does uh, absolute, absolute things. So, <clears throat> that's just an illustration. From one side of it, from God's side, okay, there must, however, in order to a mediator, an umpire, be a willingness on both sides to leave the matter in his hands, okay? You appoint a mediator, and there is this trust that he will work out okay, what needs to be done for reconciliation, okay? There must be a, a, a difference which they cannot remove A difference which they wish to have removed and a difference which they are willing to leave in the umpire's hands. God is willing to leave our matter with Christ. Okay? He has done so. He has laid help on one that is mighty. He has qualified and commissioned him to come as an ambassador and make peace between him and guilty man. Now, the other side. On your part, are you willing to hand the matter over to Christ entirely, as men, to do what he bids you, to own to what he would have you confess, to repent wherein he tells you you are wrong, to seek to be right wherein he warns you that you have failed? Will you give your case over to the mediator and make Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to be your representative in the business, God trusts his honor in the hands of his son, Jesus Christ, okay? Uh, He is not afraid to leave everything that concerns his moral government and his royal character in the hands of a well-beloved. Will you trust your soul's eternal interest in those same dear pierced hands? If so, rejoice that there is a mediator between two parties that have long been alienated, a mediator between God and you. Take him to your heart tonight." (laughs) That's Charles Spurgeon. So he gives you a picture of uh... Okay, we talked about what is required of the mediator. Now we talked about what is required of the two parties. Okay. Specifically the, the parties who offended. Okay. The parties who offended us. We need to trust the mediator for this reconciliation to happen. Okay. Uh, that's it, that's all I got. Oh my God! Questions, concerns, answers. Are you liking the progression of these questions? I'm liking it, so I I, I wanted to share that. You know, yeah. the the thinking here, the thought process, the progression. Yeah. Thank you for for doing this topic, because oh, the catechism is always in topical. You know, it just Uh, go through the different facts who is God, who is Christ this one has a progression and I'm seeing this now in the light of uh, evangelism, uh, in the light of uh, uh, missions and and, and I think it's pretty good, approach this way I wanted to see how, how, how you guys approach it okay, last call let's pray Lord and Father, thank you For gathering, thank you for uh, your revelation. Uh, As always, Father, we entrust our lives, our uh, growth, our maturity, our wisdom unto you. Uh, Please, Father, uh, we know that you do in your sovereignty hold on to us. But uh, if we we may ask, hold on to us even more, that we might not stray. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.